Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the last 25 minutes of today's issues here on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening to AFR. If you want to send us an email, you can use this address, comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano, and now Steve Jordahl is in with us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. You're smiling, Steve. I'm perusing the headlines of the Babylon Bee just for, for grins. <laughs> All right, what's what's their headline then? Well, the headline that uh, I I can't read the headline that's making me laugh. And this is a satirical without, website. It is. It's just satire. Um, I I will show Ed the headline that was making me laugh, and he'll give me the thumbs up or down whether I can read that one. But the one that was making me laugh before is is that um, they're reporting that Joe Biden is saying that the high gas the gas prices are not his fault unless they go back down. <laughs> that's that now that is true about all politicians we should say right yeah that's you know when something good happened under the trump administration he would say it best ever you know i mean so uh, but if something it is, bad goes happens they say what's well, somebody else's fault right? yeah biden will say this is well he has been saying this is all trump's fault and but the gas price is going up we're going up before the war as we pointed yes. out last half hour so this is a the gas prices going up are on Biden ninety percent. So no, you cannot. I think that <laughs> that's uh, that's the situation there. All right, Steve. All right. Hey, by the way, you were trying to get your uh, friend. Uh, I don't know if he's your friend or not, but it's a a new friend. Yeah. In Ukraine on our radio program, uh, and maybe that's going to happen in the near future. What? What? what who? His what? name is Pastor Ivan Bespolov, and he is in Ukraine. He's a pastor in Ukraine, and um, he's staying in Ukraine to help with the resistance. Uh, but he has said he's not going to pick up a weapon, his conscience. But I'm sure he'll be doing the the carrying stuff around and ministering to people spiritually, etc. Um, a very interesting and and solid seems to me from everything we've been talking about. A good Christian uh, pastor there. Um, I've been speaking. I speak, spoke with him briefly today. He's on a conference call right now, or some kind of a call, and could not make uh, our show today. I'm going to try. We're going to see if we can work it out uh, tomorrow, the day after. Um, tomorrow or Thursday? No, oh, wait. Tomorrow is Thursday. Uh, we're going to see if we can get him on at some point. Okay, good. Depending on how things go there, I mean. So he's still there. He is. Is he still having? Worship services? Or? I haven't been able to talk to him in several days. I mean, my conversation with him literally was five seconds long, saying, I can't talk. Well, can I call you later? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Next story. All right. Um, <laughs> the Project Veritas has hit again. You know, this is the undercover uh, citizen journalism uh, uh, outfit that has uh, outed a whole bunch of different things uh and now they, james o'keefe james started o'keefe this, right right and he goes he sends people undercover with a microphone and a camera to sit down and talk with insiders he's talked with cbs journalists he's talked i can't Planned remember parenthood right people. right the baby yeah. body parts thing was right a lot of was him well he's talking to the pulitzer prize winning new york times journalist matthew rosenberg matthew rosenberg wrote about the january 6th riots at the capitol well he writes one thing, but to the undercover reporter, he says something completely different. 
So um, he is telling these undercover reporters that on January 6th, there were a ton of FBI informants among the people who attacked the Capitol. I'll bring the sound in maybe tomorrow if I can, if we can, if it's clear enough. Yeah, try uh, if you can. Yeah, if it's clear enough, try tomorrow because yeah. Friday we have Trivia Friday. Right. And so I'd hate to wait till Monday because right. this will probably be old right. news. But go ahead. Um, he also says um, he, to this reporter, to this undercover uh, journalist, he says, it's not a big deal as they, the media, are making of it because they were making too much of a big deal. They were making this an organized thing, and it wasn't. So he's saying it's spontaneous. Now, he was writing completely the opposite stuff at the same time in the right. Times. Because you know, that would sell. Right. That's what, that's what the media wanted. He says the big lie is that it wasn't uh, – that there were FBI informants. The big lie was that it was, you know, was no big deal. It wasn't organized. But, it, but he's saying it was. So interesting to, to note – Okay, uh, no, you, 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 you confused me there. The big lie was – In the New York Times, yes. he wrote the next big lie – is that there were FBI informants there. So to ah. the public, he says, if, New York, if you say you that... talking about the New York Times reporter. Right. If you say that there were FBI informants, you're just, it's conspiracy theory and but a, lie. But, but I, in private... In private, he sa- tells the undercover... Reporter. For the Veritas, uh, Project Veritas, that there were a lot of... There were have, a lot of... Um, a ton of FBI informants among the people who attacked and, the Capitol. And the, and the qu- part of the question is, has been, is, and I hope will be, and hope that the question will get answered. But it appears that a lot of these FBI informants were not just informants. They were instigators. Right. They were trying to get people to go into the Capitol. Egging them on. Egging them on, trying to get them to be even violent. Right. So, and, and the other interesting thing about January 6th that I, I don't hear a lot of people talk about is, yes, there probably were some windows broken, and maybe by the, the FBI instigators or whatever, or whoever they planted. But for the most part, a vast majority of people walked through doors that were unlocked. Do you think they leave the Capitol doors unlocked every well, day? Well, and of course, we all know that there's actual video of the police uh, letting in. people in. Come on in. Okay. So it. Uh, it I'm tired of hearing about January 6th. I'm not tired of hearing about the people who are being jailed right. without their constitutional rights being uh, honored. Yeah. That's what we've heard a lot about, right? Yeah. The, Some of the yes. people who are being held prisoner. But I'm tired of hearing about it as it's uh, like it's Pearl Harbor. Right. Or, or 9-11, like the, the Democrats tried to make it, tried to make it uh, seem... Well, who said the Harris or Biden was one said this is just like our, our country was attacked, like right. it, like it was in Pearl Harbor or something like that. And Rosenberg, in fact, he said um, uh, he said he even appeared to make fun of his New York Times colleagues in one soundbite, saying, "I know I'm supposed to be traumatized, but it's like these colleagues who are saying, oh, no, um, it's so scary.' He's saying, get out of here.' In, in no, no. He's admitting all this. To- I think." Yeah. The majority of people understand what happened there. I mentioned it before. What you what, now? It shouldn't have happened. It was terrible, and there and there should be, uh, should have been consequences for people who violated the law that day. Trespassing consequences. Trespassing consequences. Yes, but we all know that was not a coup. Uh, it was not a. Um, it was not an insurrection. 
well, I guess you could argue that point, an insurrection or not, based on the definition. It, 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 it was a group of people who let their emotions run away with them in the moment. Uh, several hundred of them, I guess, went inside the Capitol building and walked around and some of them yeah, and took selfies and uh that's no listen if this were intended to be some kind of a real insurrection or a coup like the democrats and the liberal media try to january 6th a day who will live in infamy yes. huh? if that were the case why didn't the people bring guns why didn't they bring guns because they could have why didn't the people uh, pillage the building and burn it down? Why didn't the people storm in to the uh, and 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 find people and uh, shoot them or hang them or you know what I'm saying or commit acts of violence against them? Which is what happens in a coup. It was the yes, worst coup ever. Coup. It was the worst insurrection yes. in the history of mankind. Yes. this was a a, a a terrible day where people's emotions. Uh, Took, make the be- made the best of them. They were angry because of the of the election. They, you know, and and so forth. So that's what happened. We all know that's what happened. If it were a coup or an insurrection, it would have been violent, and you would have had shootouts with the Capitol police officers. Uh, you would have had it would have been it would have been far 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 worse than what it was. If, if the best you really got is a picture of a man with horns on his head and that's your that's your iconic image of January 6th and you want me to believe that that's akin to Pearl Harbor, then you're a liar. Right. And so the, and this January 6th observance that the Democrats had was just a big show. And uh, the committee that they have convened that continues to keep that in the can, headlines. Can I ask a question? What is it about these people? I'm talking about back to, what is it, Matthew Rosenberg? Matthew Rosenberg. Ro- Rosenberg. Pulitzer Prize. Report. Okay. Yeah. What is it about these people that makes them admit these things? To, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know who right. this who are they talking under, to? This right? undercover reporter is. Maybe they send in a good-looking woman and but he they just can't, can't lie but or they something. Can't, I don't they know. can't seem to help themselves. They, yeah. But tell tell the actual truth to a person over a cup of coffee at it, Starbucks. It, it happens all the like time. It's like a Perry Mason well, episode. Well, <laughs> you got me. I actually it may did be it, more than a cup of coffee. Maybe about three beers. Well, it, could be, it could be, but this three happens beers. constantly yeah. to these I know. to these people. And they'll they just talk and talk and talk. Seriously, though, I think if you lie, you have a guilty conscience, and there's something inside of you, even subconsciously, that wants to come clean. But there's some pride involved here too, where yeah. you're maybe maybe it's the maybe it's the young woman approach. I don't know where you just want to make yourself look good, right? And and what they what these undercover reporters for Project Veritas always do is they're sympathizers. Sure, they're like I'm on your side. I hate I hate Donald Trump, I, and this this thing in January 6 was terrible. And or you wrote about at, it. You're so smart. Or their pupils at the foot of the master who yes. teaches. Yeah. Yes, and and then these people always seem to fall for it. This guy's now on the record, <laughs> on throwing video. his fellow New York Times reporters you get under that the story, bus. Steve? This is uh, this is Project Veritas's website. It would okay. be projectveritas.com. James O'Keefe. Yes. Okay. Next story. All right. 
Uh, let's talk about America's space and uh, prestige in the world right now. We've been talking a lot about the war in Ukraine and and how perhaps this wouldn't have happened under President Trump. We've been talking about um, the disrespect that we're seeming to be getting from a lot of people. Well, it continues. In trying to broker a deal with the Saudi Arabians and the United Arab, Arab Emirates, Joe Biden was going to call these people to see if we could get an oil deal because he shut down our oil. By the way, I saw a tweet from him today saying we have to become energy independent, meaning green, yes. but hello. Um, but so he was calling the United Arab Emirates and the Saudi Arabians to see if we could get some kind of an oil deal. They refused to take his call. They would not pick up the phone to talk to the president of the United States. Now, the White House is denying that. We do want to be honest. But this is a Wall, Wall, Street, Journal Wall Street Journal article saying that they refused to pick up the phone yeah. when, the Biden, when Biden called or his representative. If, that, if that's true, that's, that's stunning because what it would reveal is that, you're, and this is the point you're, bringing, you're making here, is that the stature of the United States has crumbled under Biden. Now, now a lot of these kind of lefties in Europe and elsewhere didn't like Trump. They, they I'm sure, mocked him. Uh, but this would be a whole different they thing. They took his calls. They took his calls because he's the president of the United States. Yeah. That so. used to mean something. All right, uh, the, the, across the country, we're seeing the policy of wearing masks fall off. Everybody is starting to loosen up, I guess, and, and that includes, in most places, kids in schools. New York City, in fact, has just decided that its uh, children in school, K through 12, no longer have to wear masks. Well, that actually, it, it, it stops, though. If you're between zero and five, you still have to wear a mask. Little That's infant crazy. toddlers are required to wear a mask. I want you to hear him explaining. They don't wear them anyway. Well, I want you to hear him explaining how he would uh, how he would talk to a young person about why this is happening. A young they, person, a, ki a kid, a, a, a toddler, child. <laughs> this is Eric Adams. This is Eric Adams. So he's asking here. about how do you talk to these zero through five kids <laughs> and tell them they got to keep their mask on? And this is the mayor's advice. Bingo. Cut eight. If you were talking to a four-year-old and they're trying to explain why they have to keep their mask on, but their their six-year-old brother doesn't, what what is your your explanation to that four-year-old? I'm so happy you said that because when I was in Rockaway in the St. Pat's Day Parade, I did just that. A group of parents brought me and talked to their children and explained uh, to them. I told them, you're going to be taking off your mask like your big brothers and sisters are doing now. You know, when, when you have big brothers and sisters, sometimes they do things first to make sure it's safe for you. And those children, they understand it because they trust their parents no, they and they don't. trust their leadership. No, they, they trust their parents and they trust their leadership is he the one keeping this in place yes that's idi mayor. that is idiocy huh i, I can't believe i can't believe it had uh, to answer that i can't can't believe that he would with a straight face try to answer that question so you're telling me brother steve that in new york city and i don't want to talk about new york city much here yeah. i got about 30 seconds of more <laughs> new york city left in me right here okay <laughs> 
Start they, spreading they, the news. Oh, well. Uh, so, so you're telling me that they I, everybody's got the mask off in New York City, except this guy, this mayor we just heard, who's, who's explaining how four-year-olds think in a logical manner, right? <laughs> And are very reasonable people. That's what he's. That's what he's acting <laughs> that's, like that's right exactly. there. Exactly. Yep. That, 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 that he's telling me that he's uh, not. Ta- he's not taking the mask. He's not allowing the baby slash toddlers to take their mask off. For- that's what. He's they, and they're doing. the least vulnerable. Oh, the- so it doesn't even make any. I, I don't. That's all. Move on. I'm tired of. New York's and New York is a absolutely nutty place. If I, mean, just, I can't, one, I can't say anything about New York City. The one last thing I Go. want to say about the last thing you I said was that these little kids trust their leadership. Yeah. Believe me, that's code for we are their leadership. We are the, in charge of your kids. All right, we are the world. I don't want to talk about New York City either. Um, uh, hey, uh-huh. you know who's uh, who's knocking, da- uh, taking names and knocking stuff down in the uh, House of Representatives? This would be well. Aside from that's funny. <laughs> aside from some new congresswomen from uh, Colorado and elsewhere, uh, Jim Jordan is actually doing a good job. Um, I want you to hear some of Jim Jordan. Um, He's congressman from Ohio. Ohio congressman. Republican congressman from Ohio. Yeah, high in the leadership of the Republican Party, and um, it, the Democrats have been talking about reimagining the world, right? The new world order. Well, let's hear what Jim Jordan thinks about the reimagining of the uh, of Congress. Of the just what country. Americans need is more imagination from Democrats. Democrats reimagined the border over the last year. We went from a secure border to complete chaos. We went in one year's time. We saw two million illegal immigrants enter the border as a result of the Democrats' reimagination on the border. De- Democrats reimagined energy policy. One year's time, we went from $2 gas to $4 gas. Actually, it's $7 in California. We went from energy independence to the President of the United States begging OPEC to increase production, talking with the Saudis, talking with Venezuela, talking with Iran now. Democrats reimagined inflation. Democrats reimagined science. For a year, five-year-olds had to wear a mask in school. And Democrats sure reimagined public safety. We went from safe streets to record crime in every major urban area in this country. There you go. And Vladimir Putin is responsible for all of that. Okay. He's responsible for our border. Are you expect Biden the Democrats to start blaming Putin on everything? I, I get they're blaming Well, him between Trump the and Putin, they, they got the whole globe covered pretty yeah. much on, on blame, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. So all of that, the masks for five-year-olds, that's Putin's fault as well. Or Trump. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Take and your pick. we could, yeah, we could go on about that. Hey, um, we're some, not, we're not some good news, <laughs> <laughs> some good news out of Florida, actually. Um, you remember this bill that was supposed to, it's going to be, uh, protecting young children from a, a indoctrination of, uh, the LGBT worldview. Um, the opponents to this called it the don't say gay bill, um, but it actually, what the bill said is that in kindergarten through, through third grade, third grade, you can't teach kids that homosexuality. Well, you or can't. Talk, I don't think you can you talk about talk. sex, right? Basically, or or gender uh, of these yeah. g- the gender fluidity yeah. or any of yeah, that. Yeah, it's not age appropriate to talk about sex of any kind right. with a K through three, and that's all this law says. Uh, it's now law. It, right? Well, it is passed. I don't know if uh, DeSantis has signed it yet, but he is going to. He will. He's already. He's in yeah. full support of yes. it. Yes. Uh, so that's all it says, and uh, the the left wing media and 
the LGBTQ groups, which are always looking for somebody, some boogeyman somewhere, uh, you know, to, and then they can act hysterical. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, huh? Yeah. Uh, they, 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 uh, uh, they, they're saying that this is a don't say gay. Yeah, it's a don't say gay to, to a K through third year old. Yeah, that's what it is, except it's more than that. Right. But I'm just saying there's no need to talk about homosexuality with a second grader. In the state of Florida, that's what they're saying right. because this has popped up. It's popping up here and there, this kind of thing, and parents are appalled. And evidently, the state legislature in uh, Florida has said, "Well, you know, we're going to put an end to this." Right. And uh, so that that's what's going on here. Oh, but you, but you know what? It doesn't stop parents if they want to talk to their right, you know, four right. year old. Point, about Ed. It. Right. They Good can point. talk. We're not. This isn't banning yeah. that. This, this is, is false outrage. Right. It's uh, by the LGBTQ folks and uh, the liberal media. And so, the president, by the way, he has waited on this. Well, president yeah. Biden called this a dangerous bill, deeply bigoted and hateful. Yeah. yeah, he. That's just not true. Yeah. Well, if the media was doing its job, right, then someone would say, well, Mr. President, if that's what you feel, do you think it's appropriate for a teacher right. to encourage a five-year-old Right. To consider right. the, the fact that they may be a, a, a little girl, maybe a boy in a girl's he body. He couldn't talk about that. Somebody wrote that for him. Right. Tweeted it out. He couldn't defend that position if he had to. Biden couldn't. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of Democrats who will try. Yeah. Yeah. But go right. ahead. All Next right. Story. Let's end well, with. I, I just say good for Florida. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Kudos and to for, Florida. For the, for the members of the legislature. Right. Who did this. And uh, Governor DeSantis has. And. Uh, it, it, Superb style, defended it, and will sign it. Good All right, um, let's end with this. From time to time, I bring in the latest from a young conservative woman whose name is Alexandra Lanes. She she has takes. <laughs> She's given one right now. Let's listen to her latest take, Cut 11. Let's uh, take a trip down memory lane. Remember when Trump ran for office and every liberal and their mother thought he was going to cause World War III and this country would just be an absolute disaster, but then he got elected and gave us a strong economy, strong borders, low gas prices, peace deals. But then his mean tweets became too hard to handle, apparently. So not only was Afghanistan a disaster, but now we have new conflicts, unsecured borders. Soon, we might have to take a loan out for a full tank of gas. And the Biden admin thinks that we could just fill up our gas tanks with sunshine. And some of you, you're so ignorant. You probably don't even realize Biden's been buying millions worth of Russian oil while sending millions of military aid to Ukraine. He's been funding both sides of this war. And you'll soon be sitting pretty in poverty if uh, energy costs continue to rise because Biden brought our energy independence to a screeching grinding halt and refuses to be energy independent as he's now cutting deals with Iran and Venezuela. What a guy. So while you hold on to whatever's left of your dignity, don't forget to hold on to your wallets, too. That's that's classic. Hey, what is that a gift or a meme? What do you call that? Well, I'm showing it. I'm that's showing it. I'm showing. Okay, I'm showing uh, Ed and Steve something on my cell phone. So it's called a meme, right? Yes. And the meme is this. It's got uh, uh, Jones. What's his name? Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, the actor. It's got him uh, looking with disgust. In, right. th- with disgust, and it says this. It's talking about Biden. Uh, it says, "How about you forget this build back better thing, and then stri- and, and and instead try put it back the way you found it." <laughs> huh? And it, that is a great, great picture. Maybe you, I'll send that to you, Brent. And you can put it on our <laughs> our uh, Facebook page. Uh, what I'm, it, it's hilarious. It's so, the best. The best ones are funny but true, right? Yes. Uh, 
All right, so we have come to the end of our good news hour and a half here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we thank you for listening to American Family Radio. Tim, Ed, and Steve. Thank you, Steve. Uh, thanks to Brent Creeley, our producer, Fred Jackson, earlier for his contributions. And we hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Keep listening to American Family Radio, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.